right, everybody. It is Sunday afternoon, um, and it's first Sunday in December, and we're here in Acts chapter 17, continuing our study of the book of Acts. So we're going to go ahead and get started in Acts chapter 17, verse 1. Now when they, now this is talking about Paul and Silas and Timothy, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews. So let me show you on the map. Okay, here we are. So they were at, were at Philippi. Now they went to Apollonia and Amphipolis and then Thessalonica. Okay, they're right there at Thessalonica. They're in Macedonia still, but they're getting closer to Achaia and Greece. Okay. All right, so the all right it says where was a synagogue of the Jews, and Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures. So you could say that that the synagogues, wherever Paul went, when he found a synagogue, that was like his favorite fishing hole. Okay, that's where like that's where Paul liked to go fishing for souls, where where he would go. It was. That was just kind of his his manner, his 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 method of doing things, was that he would go to a synagogue of the Jews, and he would preach the gospel. He would reason with the Jews and the the Gentile proselytes there. He would reason with them out of the scriptures. And when it says out of the scriptures, it doesn't mean outside of the scriptures. Okay, it means he would reason with them out of the scriptures. He would he would show them in the scriptures who Jesus was and that and he would show them Christ in the Old Testament. You understand? Because if you read verse 3, that makes it very clear. So see, I want you to read verses 3 and 4. Opening and uh, alleging. alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. Right. So he's talking to these people who had um, the backstory, if you will, who, who knew the law and the prophets, who knew the history of Israel, who knew the promise of the coming Messiah. And so he was taking them through, you know, Isaiah 53, right, where it says that he was uh, wounded for our, uh, our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, right? He took them to Psalm 22, where it's a prophetic psalm of Jesus on the cross. And it says, they pierced my hands and my feet, okay? And they, they, they cast lots for my vesture, right? They parted my garments among them, and for my vesture did they cast lots. All these Old Testament things that Jesus fulfilled and had to fulfill as the Messiah in order to save us, right? That's what he was sent to do is to save us. Um, and so Paul would go and he would, he would talk to these people who knew the law and the prophets and he'd say, okay, this is about Jesus. This is about Jesus. The Passover is about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. He would show them, right? Do you understand? Okay. Um, verse, go ahead, Reese, verse four. And of the 
devout Greeks a great multitude, and of the chief woman not a few. Okay, good job. So it says, so he, he preached Christ to them, okay? He, he didn't just say, hey, there's this guy named Jesus and you need to believe on and say this prayer and you're going to be saved. He showed them who Jesus is in the Law and the Prophets. He preached Christ to them from the Law and the Prophets. He gave them the information, the gospel, the truth of the word that they needed to hear in order to believe, okay? Um, it says, and some of them believe. It doesn't say all of them believe, right? So not everybody's going to believe when they hear the gospel. It says, some of them believe and consorted with Paul and Silas. And of the devout Greeks, or it, you could also understand that as simply Gentiles, a great multitude, and of the chief women, not a few. Not a few means many. Okay, so there were lots of, there were a lot of Jews there in the synagogue and, and Gentile proselytes who heard him preach Christ from the Old Testament and believed. Now remember, they didn't have, Paul wasn't preaching from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You know why? Because those hadn't been written yet. Okay, he wasn't preaching to them from Romans and First and Second Corinthians because they hadn't been written yet, right? So he was preaching the gospel from the Old Testament. Do you understand? But he was, it's the same gospel, right? So, and uh, let's look at, uh, flip on over to Romans chapter 10. And this is an important point that I want to bring home here. Romans chapter 10, and we're going to look at verses 13 through 17. Romans 10, Acts, Romans, it's the book right after Acts, Romans chapter 10. Okay, we're going to look at verses 13 through 17, and I'll read those, and then uh, and then we'll go back to Acts. Melissa, you'll pick up. All right, so Romans thir chapter 10, verses 13 through 17. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon him, call on him, in whom they have not believed? Okay, so how are they going to how they going to call on Jesus if they haven't believed on Jesus? Okay, and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? Okay, so how are they going to how are they going to believe on Jesus if they haven't heard about Jesus? Right, and how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all, they have not all obeyed the gospel. And we read that right there, right? Some of them believe, not all of them, right? For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So this is basically, it's, it's, it ties right in with what we're reading in Acts 17. How are these, so these people need to believe on Jesus, right? Well, how are they going to do that unless somebody tells them about Jesus? And not just says, hey, you need to believe on Jesus, but explain who Jesus is. Explain that he's the Messiah and explain that he's the Passover lamb, that he is the sacrifice. As John the Baptist said, he is the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, right? Right? The, the Passover lamb whose blood 
was was shed and, and put over the doorposts so that the destroyer would pass over Israel and not destroy them, right? Okay. He's he's the through, throughout the whole sacrificial system of the Old Testament. There it was the the blood the, of of the sacrificial animal that they understood that was there to make it so that they could be forgiven, right? The priest, the high priest would go into the 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 holy of holies before the ark of the covenant with blood for his own sins and then for the people, right? He didn't just go in there. He had to go in with blood. And that blood represented the sacrifice of Christ. And Paul and Silas, it, they were showing this. When you did this, this was Christ. When you when you did Passover, that's Christ. When you did the, the high priest going into the Holy of Holies with the blood of, for their own sins and for the people, that's Christ. They're showing them over and over and over again. This is all about Jesus. And he's done it now. He's He's fulfilled that. He's gone to the cross. He's the ultimate sacrifice. He's done what no animal sacrifice ever could have done. He has truly paid for our sins. He's been our substitute, right? The wrath of God that we deserved, he took on himself, and thereby he became our substitute and our savior from our sin that we could never save ourselves from. You can never do good enough works. You can never... You know, just just not doing the things you used to do isn't going to save you. Okay, just repentance alone won't save you. If you if you go to a judge, he said, "Judge, I'm really sorry I robbed that bank, but I promise I won't won't do it anymore." Is the judge going to say, "Okay, well you can go free"? Is he going to do that? No. The judge says, "Boy, you're going to prison. I don't care that you're not going. It's good. Of course you you shouldn't do it again, but you still robbed a bank, so you're going to prison, right? So re just repentance alone." can't save us. Doing good works and trying to do good things and be a good person can't save us from, from the guilt of our sin and the wrath of God that's, that's, that we're headed for unless we come to Christ. That's the only way. Somebody has to pay the price for what we did, okay? Jesus paid the price for what we did. Jesus paid the price in his body, in his suffering, in his death, burial, and resurrection, he paid the price for our sin, and he rose from the dead and presented himself to God as our defense attorney and said, Father, they are innocent by my blood. I, take, I took the price. I took the, their guilt and paid the price, and I can plead their innocence before you. That's why we can be saved, okay? So that's what they were explaining to these people. So let's go back to Acts chapter 17. Melissa, would you read verses 5 and 6? But the Jews, which believed not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city on an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people. Okay, go ahead, verse 6. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. Okay. So remember, not all of the Jews believed, and the ones that didn't believe, it says they moved with envy. And you see that a lot among the ones that didn't believe during Jesus' earthly ministry. They saw these people following after Jesus, and they were envious, right? 
And so it says, move with any, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort. In other words, they found some bad dudes who were willing to start, they, they were they were like people who start a riot. Like we, we've heard about riots in, in the United States. Okay, these these agitators, these people who start trouble, that's the kind of guys they got. They, they found them some Antifa guys, okay? Those type of guys who have no morals, who don't mind doing bad stuff and breaking stuff and hurting people without cause, and who don't mind making false accusations, okay? And what, remember, we read about this before when, when the apostles were preaching the gospel, they accused them of trying to start a rebellion against Caesar, and that was a lie, wasn't it? Right? And what commandment is that that they were breaking when they made a false accusation? The, nope. The ninth. Aaliyah knew it because she knew it last time. The ninth, is just, it says, the ninth commandment says, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. So they were bearing false witness. The fifth is honor your father and mother. Remember? The first commandment promise. So the ninth commandment is you shall not bear false witness. So these Jews were breaking the ninth commandment and using these, these troublemakers to do that as well, right? Um, so they made a, an uproar. They started a, a riot. That's exactly what they did. They started a riot. They, all, all this violence and tumult. And they, they assaulted the house of Jason. So Jason was a believer that Paul and Silas had been staying with, and they were going to bring Jason and Paul and Silas and, and try to get them in trouble. Um, it says, and when they found them not, so Paul and Silas and Timothy weren't at Jason's house at the time, so they took Jason and certain other brethren that were Jason's house, and they brought him to the rulers of the city and said, these have turned the world upside down and come hither also. Okay. Uh, so these guys, they're saying these guys are trouble. Okay. These guys, are, they're causing trouble all over the world. They're coming here to, to cause trouble when that's not the case. Okay, When you come to Christ, you become a better citizen. Okay, Because when you, be, when you come to Christ, you're gonna, when, when you come to faith in Christ and you live in the newness of life, guess what? You're not going to steal. Okay? You're not going to... You're not you're not going to covet what belongs to someone else. You're not going to accuse someone falsely, right? You're not going to murder. You're not you're not going to be a you're not going to be a criminal, okay? You're going to walk in love and in light because that's who Jesus is, right? So you're actually when you're truly a follower of Christ, you are the best citizen that any kingdom or government could possibly hope for. Okay? You're, you're a good citizen if you're truly a follower of Christ. So the accusations these guys were making were totally false. Um, verse, uh, and verse 8, it says, uh, Aaliyah, read verses 8 and 9. Oh, excuse me, 7? Uh, read 7 and 8, Aaliyah. Whom Jason has received and these all do contrary contrary to the praise of Caesar mm -hmm. saying that there is another king born Jesus and they struggle 
the people and rulers of the city. And when they heard these things. Okay. So they're accusing Jason and and the believers of telling people to rebel against rebel against Caesar and his authority. They're they're accusing the believers of trying to stir up insurrection and rebellion against the government. Okay? And that's not what they were doing. And a side note, that's not what we should be doing. Okay? That's not our job to to rebel against the government. Now, do we have certain that you know do are there certain things that we should do as believers and do we have rights over our own bodies and things like that? Of course. But we ought not to be out trying to overthrow governments. That's not our job as believers. Okay? The way we take down the devil and his kingdom is by preaching the gospel and standing for the truth, right? All right. So do it says these all do contrary to the decrees of Caesar. And this is the same thing that Jesus was accused of, of trying to rebel against, you know, lead a rebellion against the the empire of Rome, which that's not what Jesus was doing. Because Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom was of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered unto you. But henceforth is my kingdom not of this world. Okay. His is an eternal heavenly kingdom, right? All right, so it says, and they troubled the people and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. So guess what that was? That was fake news. That was fear-mongering, okay? Because if you, if if the the government of Rome got word that there was a rebellion starting in a particular city, they would send their armies there to put down that rebellion. And innocent people who weren't involved in the rebellion could get killed in the process. So that's these guys got the the people in authority all afraid that Rome was going to come down and kill a bunch of people, right? That that's what these guys were doing by by making these false accusations. Um Cecilia so read verse 9 and 10. Berea. Berea. Who coming visit thither. Thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. Okay. This is when they had taken security of Jason. Now I looked at this in the Greek, and the best I can make out, out of it that it was like a, a property bond, like when you post bail. Okay. So that's and I could be wrong, but that's that's the that's Right now, that's the best I can make out of it in the Greek is that it's that Jason and the other brethren had to essentially post bond, post bail, okay, and then they, they were let go. Um, it says, and the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea. So the brethren's like, Paul, Silas, you guys need to get out of here, okay, go over to Berea. And so they went, and what did they do when they got to Berea? They went into a synagogue and preached the gospel, right? Everywhere they went, they preached the gospel, right? 
Um, and, uh, and that, that's such a key, that's such an important thing. And, and let me, let me say this. We cannot assume that people have heard the gospel and understood the gospel. That happens way too much. And we as believers have to stop doing that. Stop assuming that people know who Jesus really is and what he did and why he came and what he accomplished. Because you'd be surprised how many people don't really know. They might have heard of Jesus, but they don't really understand the gospel. So we've got to stop assuming that, and we've got to start teaching people who Jesus is, right? And, and you know, I'd rather give somebody, instead of, you know, um, just making a quick appeal to somebody to, to, to believe, I'd rather give them the gospel of John and, says, and say, read this, come back to me with any questions that you've got. Okay, and when you're ready to believe what's in there, let me know. Okay, I'd rather do that than than say, okay, repeat after me, dear Lord Jesus, because faith comes by hearing the word of God. That's what the scripture says. That faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. All right, you you cannot expect someone to believe the gospel until they hear the gospel. All right. So, verse 11, Cecilia, why don't you read 11 and 12? These were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Go ahead, just read the next word. And that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether these things were so. Therefore, many of them believed also of honorable women, which were Greeks and of men, not a few. All right, and when it says not a few, that means many. So these, when it says these, and I've got a note here. Let me pop up my note here. All right, here's my note. This is not talking about people who were already believers. Okay, and this verse gets used a lot to say, look, we need to search the scriptures. And that's absolutely true. We do need to search the scriptures, right? We do need to be students of the word of God, but that's not who that's talking about in this passage. These were, uh, this is about Jews who had just heard the gospel of the Messiah from Paul and Silas and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. So they heard Paul and Silas preached and they didn't just take them at their word. They went back and they checked it out. They looked in Isaiah. They looked in Jeremiah. They looked in Zechariah. They looked in Psalms, okay? They looked in all these places where Paul and Silas have been talking about, and they looked at it, and they're like, wow, he's right, okay? And that's what we need to be encouraging people to do. We need to preach the gospel, and we need to encourage them to look at it, to read the Word of God, okay? Um, so, you know, two questions. What scriptures? Were, were they reading the Gospel of John? No. Were, were they reading Romans? No. Those books hadn't been written yet. They were reading the Law and the Prophets that spoke about the Messiah. And whether, you know, question two is whether what things were so. The things that Paul and Silas testified 
about Jesus having fulfilled the prophecies of the suffering, death, burial, and resurrection of the Messiahs. Those are the things that they searched for themselves in the Law and the Prophets. And again, remember Romans says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. In order for people to have biblical faith, they must hear the biblical gospel message. So that's why it's so important that we make sure that people are getting the true gospel message. It's not, you know, um, Jesus. God has a wonderful plan for your life. Jesus is going to make everything better and easier for you in life. That's not the gospel. The gospel is we've all sinned. We all deserve God's wrath. Jesus took God's wrath on the cross, paid for it, and res resurrected God, raised him from the dead. He became our defense attorney. And if you want to pass from death to life and have everlasting life instead of everlasting torment, you need to put your trust in Christ and not in yourself. That's the gospel. That's the message that we need to be telling people and, and getting to people. And it's so important. And so, you know, no one ever came to Christ without hearing the gospel. No one. Okay? No one ever comes to Christ without hearing the gospel. And that's what we ought to be focused on. And so we're going to stop there at verse 12 today. We'll pick up at verse 13 next week because these are these are really things that I, I want to take the time to uh, to do, kind of unfold and, and explain and help us to see the 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 gravity and the importance of these things. I don't want to just run through them. Okay, so next week we'll pick up in verse thirteen. And for all of you listening to the podcast, uh, be sure to like and subscribe and uh, and subscribe to the podcast and share this with others if this has been a blessing to you. And as always, grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus Christ. The million dollar question. Well, here's the million dollar question. Will you go to heaven when you die? Here's a quick test. Have you ever lied? stolen, use God's name in vain. Jesus said, whoever looks at a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If you have done these things, God sees you as a lying, thieving, blasphemous adulterer at heart. And the Bible warns that one day God will punish you in the terrible place called hell. But God is not willing that any should perish. Sinners broke God's law and Jesus paid their fine. This means that God can legally dismiss your case. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Then Jesus rose from the dead, defeating death. Today, repent and trust Jesus, and God will give you eternal life as a free gift. Then read the Bible every day and obey it. God will never fail you. Thanks for listening to 104 Lord and please remember the three S's. Subscribe, share, and support. Subscribe to the podcast. Share it on Facebook in an email and a text message link to a friend. And uh, and if this podcast is a blessing to you and something that you're really getting a lot out of, then uh, 
go ahead and support the channel if you'd like to by clicking on the support button. Thanks again. God bless. Grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus Christ.